ladies and gentlemen, what is up? It is I, John. And I'm Britt. She's the nerdy. He's the beautiful. That's right. Wait. You know it. We got it backwards. <laughs> I know we did. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Kwanzaa. And pretty soon, Happy New Year. Yep. And of course, there is also just so many others that we can name, but to be honest, happy everybody. And welcome to our holiday special. Before we get into this one, there's a few things to note. That first of all, if you are listening to the released version of this, it is going to be a bonus first and an episode later. We're getting a little stretched thin around this time of the year. We want to make sure this episode is up in time for Christmas. And that would be the 25th for us since... That is our holiday we celebrate, so this is going up on Christmas, edited or not. If it's not edited all the way, we're going to make it a bonus episode and then convert it into a regular episode very soon after. For your viewing pleasure. pleasure. But because of it possibly being a bonus episode first... There's going to be a little bit of mess-ups. Today we are going to be talking about a couple Christmas memories. And we are going to do a video game wish list. These are games that we want ports for or that games we want, we want to, to happen. Back and happen on yeah. our own. So I think... We've got all of them. I've got them listed here on a notepad. All the greetings are out of the way. What type of Christmas memory do we want to talk about? <laughs> because I think we should each share some kind of story from some I have an Christmas. embarrassing one. <laughs> that sounds like the best kind and you need to tell me that right now. And your boy is going to sip tea. Because the one I told you before where me and my sister Miranda woke up early one year and oh. we went downstairs, but there was no names on any of the presents because my parents had, like, forgot to put the names on there. So the ones we opened up were actually my sister Shelby and Emily's. Oh, no! So they got to uh, open our presents while well, we had to sit and watch and weren't allowed to do anything about it. Dude, that's great. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that is a pretty good punishment because... <laughs> we you know, hated it. <laughs> I mean, gotta pay the piper, though, you know? I get to do mine that's going to be this year, and who knows? If things go well enough, I'm hoping we can do another bonus this season that's going to be much shorter than this, but that's more about Christmas memories as a bonus, you know, for all y'all's out there. So, with all that out of the way, do you got any memories you want to share? This one I want to kind of highlight my mother. Aw, she's so sweet. I love her. And I want to bring your attention to something she does every year for the people at our work. Oh, yeah. I see her doing it just yesterday or the other day. And I got to tell you, I'm going to anonymize the name, but one of them really liked what she did. So (laughs) she makes crafts that are super complicated every year for everybody in our workplace. And they're always so cute. We're talking, this year she did crap, these little, like, 40, like, uh, 50 people. This time she used you. these, like, Jenga things to make these little, like, snowmen. Yeah. 
They were basically little two-by-four-looking snowmen in the ornament to my style. Now, whenever she does these, you gotta understand, she doesn't use technology of any sort. She doesn't make it easy on herself. She handcrafts everything. She started from little mini Jenga towers she got from Dollar Tree. If you go right now, they're all over Dollar Trees everywhere <laughs> right now. So she took those and made little snowman ornaments out of them. We got to work, and I'm going to name this dude Danny, just to anonymize. I'm right. always going to anonymize any story we tell from real life, um, unless it's somebody like maybe Josh or Jordan. Since they're already cool with it, you know? Right. So, Danny, he is a sweetheart. So, he was one of my first trainers when I got there back in 2016. And we're only just getting to work with him on a line. He was usually first shift. Mm -hmm. So, this was the first year he got anything from mom due to that. And he's like, oh, sweetie. It was the next day after he got... We got a bushel of apples. Mm -hmm. And so people got to take as many as they wanted along with the ornament. He's like, let me tell you something great. Whenever I got in my door, my wife from, uh, saw me carrying that ornament and she plucked it out of my hand and put it front and center on that tree and she looked so happy. <laughs> Apparently, Aww. by complete accident... It is almost like with you and pumpkins. That's how she is about snowmen, apparently. <laughs> so, she was so happy about it. I love pumpkins so much that we have boxes full out there. Yeah, like... But we won't talk about it's that because this is fun. Christmas, yeah. not Halloween, so... Like, it's such a big thing that during our fall wedding that's going to happen someday... It's pumpkin-themed and then Halloween-themed, but <laughs> maybe closer to the time when we're getting married, we'll make some kind of I plan on doing a whole nice, vlog, nerdy little thing. Vlog video for that, but anyways, that is for future. Yeah, Johnny so Rick. far off in the future. I was going to say, that's for future time, Britt, but anyways, so... All right. Any other memories you want to share? I think that's about it. We're going to cut here. Well... We didn't do the what is your favorite gift you got. Oh, we better do that. Yeah, yeah. So. Mine is Christmas cookies that my grandma gave me. Sugar oh, cookies. Yes. So, <laughs> as a guy who does video games a lot, it's not like nowadays where if you get a couple of dollars, you can just get on Steam and get yourself a game. Right. Back when I was a kid, up until nearly teenage years, you just got a game when you could and so that's where i would get all my consoles my favorite one was the playstation 2 back whenever its launch year was out because right. i usually had to be a single player guy but the playstation 2 was where tyson my brother he was actually still into video games and that's the one we played together the most out of all consoles we ever owned together. <laughs> After a while, he got out of video games and did other things, but I never got out of them. And so, there's always going to be that beloved, cherished memory of me just sitting with him playing ATV Off-Road Fury, the Ready to Rumble boxing sequel. Right. Which was just called Ready to Rumble. 
instead of like T-O, it would be T-W-O, which I hate it when people do that, by the way, for sequels. Like Tonight, <laughs> I hate that. Putting it T-W? Or not T-W, T-O, sorry. Well, T-O. so what it would be... Like T-O. So like the original H-T. would be called, like we'll say Bite Tonight, right? But with the sequel, some people think it's cute to put the letter to instead. To make it bite two night. That is kind of cute. It's cute, but I, I just hate wouldn't it. do it. <laughs> I just don't like it very it's much. It's cute, I just wouldn't do it. It's just, it's fine. It's fine. I think I would spell out the word. So, we are going to cut here. I'm going to go and do a couple things, and then we will return with our Christmas video game wish list. All right. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are finally going to be able to talk about the video game wish list. I like to do this every year, but we might switch it up some years. Who knows? This first one will probably be more for John, since I don't really know much about the Mystery Mystery Dungeon Dungeon. series. I've wanted... So we did get a port slash remake of the original Pokemon Mystery Dungeon in a more Mm -hmm. deluxe version on Switch already. But I'd like to see a, like, actual sequel to the Mystery Dungeon Pokemon (laughs) games. Which, if you're not familiar, they are top-down dungeon-crawling games with Pokemon mechanics. I'm the massive Pokemon nerd, everyone knows it, and who's ever listened to an episode of the podcast or saw our cover image, which, oh man, I still love that. I love that. I know, I That art is awesome. JG Rat did a good awesome (laughs) job on that. There's three main bullet points that I want to make about the Mystery Dungeon game. This is going to be the one we talk about the least out of the two that we've got. Because I figure we'll do one for me and one for Britsy. I'd like to see it up to the newest Pokemon generation, of course. That's kind of... I mean, it's a given, right? You gotta always pick some of the newer Pokemon to be thrown in. That's with any Pokemon property ever. Make some kind of dungeon-making mode, even if it's just an unlockable or something, where you can just customize what shows up, what graphics it uses. All of that. I feel like... Even though it would probably be a difficult thing to implement, it would be a fun, almost creative mode to have. And it could make some interesting challenges. Some more stuff that I'd like it to see, even though this is where it really detracts. I'd like to see some kind of daily questing system that generates something more than just the mail, you know, like... Maybe some kind of almost Mad Lib style cutscene setup where such and such is in trouble. Right. Talk to this guy in Pokemon Square. Get mission. So more like a freeform kind of yeah. thing. She has not played the Mystery Dungeon games, which I heavily recommend. Especially since I like all the other Pokemons that I've this played so far. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is basically known as the best spin-off series of all Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who says it, Stadium is not the best. It is great though. <laughs> it's a second though. Problem, it's literally the Pokemon games minus everything but the battling. Right. And I don't know, man. Which I'm I gonna... love it. 
I if love... it's a good game, I could play it even without the battling. Look, I mean, the battling's all there is, though. Just imagine a Pokemon game where all you do is battle. I love that. <laughs> That's Pokemon Stadium 1, 2, and Coliseum and Battle Revolution. <laughs> there are modes where you can just battle. Infinitely battle? You don't have to raise Pokemon. You just pick them and you go. I kind of like raising them, though. But the raising part is most of the fun for me, and so is taking down gym leaders and stuff. I kind of like raising them, though. So that's why I don't like them as much. Mystery Dungeon is my favorite. (laughs) So the final one, and like Brett said, I'd like to see a more open concept for, like, how movement (laughs) works. It's grid-based in the normal. I love that. It's fine, and it keeps things clean. Makes it easy to attack. I'd like to see it go free roam. Right. I know it would make it harder. Not really, because then you could explore more. maybe, just maybe, kind of do it like the Rumble games. So, if you'd make it like Pokemon Rumble Blast style movement, mystery dungeon type dungeons, that's what I want. The dungeon making mode, newest generation, it's got to have a good story, but all of them have okay stories, so that's kind of, I mean, Pokemon stories are kind of not deep, but they're good. I like Pokemon stories, though. They're really good. Like, everyone always complains that they're not deep, and I'm like, you know. Not everything's got to be deep or realistic. It's just got to be fun. Just some will gripe because it's not realistic enough. It's not supposed to be. It's a game. Yeah. Scarlet and Violet, by the way, is my favorite as far as story. But it's not so much about the story that I like about it, if that makes sense. I like the gym leaders and the implication that the world doesn't revolve around Pokemon as much as people would think. Like, Mm -hmm. sure, this one has basically a Pokemon school that is massive university. But all the gym leaders have stuff they do outside of being a gym leader. The first gym leader, I think Katie, she runs a shop. She's like, she makes soaps and other stuff like that. She makes goods, you know. (laughs) I like the thought that there are people out there that just don't have Pokemon being their main thing. Right. In fact, Larry's a businessman and he's both a gym leader and Elite Four. So, I thought that was just a really, really clever way to make it this time. It just feels so much more close to what reality would be. Larry's in Scarlet, too. Or not Scarlet, Violet, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, all the gym leaders and stuff don't change between versions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mostly, you get a few exclusive Pokemon, Mm -hmm. like Maridon and Kuridon. Like the box legendaries, as I call them. We're going to move on from Pokemon into... Probably the furthest away you can get from the Pokemon franchise. We're going to talk Call of Duty. Oh, dang it. We don't have the one, by the way. Which is classic on me on that list. Well, that's a given. (laughs) These are just the ones that are notable differences. I'm saying that they should bring back that mode with those modes. Yeah, I know. But um, these are just notes for stuff that wouldn't be obvious to talk about. Okay. Yeah. So, we are concepting for what we are calling Call of Duty Undead. 
Which is a game that we want to come out. The whole idea behind Call of Duty Undead is making it to where the online play can mix with all zombie modes. Also making it where, like, there's none of the, like, regular, like, Call of Duty. It's just undead. Yeah. There's always some kind of zombie theming to everything, because me and Britsy, we like the zombie mode the best, and we think that it could stand by itself. <laughs> so there would obviously be the classic zombies mode, like she says. And then the we few that we have come up with that four. are new modes that go with it. Yep, so we'll go down the list of all four one at a time, and we'll tell you just how we envision each one. I kind of love the theming we did here. So the first one that I came up with is Grave Robber. This is a capture the flag game with a graveyard theme. Mm -hmm. It's literally that simple. The visuals is what would heighten it. Right. There would be gory zombie stuff, gore ghosts and... All I, sorts I could of picture like a misty, undead soldiers. I was gonna say I could like picture like a foggy like graveyard. Yeah. With like the it being night and the moon being a full moon. Exactly. Just that creepy vibe that gives you off like zombie night kind of vibes. It's just the whole thing sounds fun. <laughs> of course, unfortunately, grave robber has the least to understand and talk about except for maybe the third one which we'll get into here in a minute right but that's what it is it's capture the flag everyone's played it if you ever played halo you've likely tried it once and then threw it aside i've played like a regular capture the flag <laughs> in real life yeah capture the flag's always just been a fun but idea yeah. but uh, i think i think it's a better game for video games than real life though i do like the like, the grave robber yeah. Concept. <laughs> My favorite is what I'd call, other than classic zombies, this may be my favorite mode that would be in this mm -hmm. game. It is called Defender. So, you have ten people per team. There are five zombies and five humans. Oh, so there's some that get to be zombies. Yep, and here's the idea. Mm -hmm. The humans have to defend the zombies from getting killed, and the zombies have to try to infect the opposing humans. <laughs> the first one to lose all their humans to being zombies all at the same time are considered the loser. That is awesome. How now, did you come up with you that can one? revive people that have been humans. That would have to need some pretty complex mechanics to see. It would take, like, maybe going to a certain spot on the map and doing something that takes a cooldown timer amount or something. Right. Like, maybe you have to stand in a safe zone for X amount of time. It was just something that came to me because I always do like games where you're defending a tower. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what if you just had to defend a zombie? Like, what would make a good game out of that? So that's what right. I came up with was Defender. Number three is Horde. Now, Horde, if you've played the Gears of War franchise, I'm not sure you would've. I'm not even sure what that is. Call of Duty, but way crazier. Right. Like, one of the biggest guns from the series is literally a shotgun with a chainsaw attached underneath. Oh, cool. Called a Lancer. <laughs> this is basically Horde mode from the Gears of War games. 
But for like zombies. But for Call, Call of Duty. Duty zombies. So <laughs> the idea behind horde modes, because it seems like you haven't played one, is as simple as it's kind of like Call of Duty zombies where you just get waves of enemies that get progressively harder oh, so and harder. it's basically like a horde already. Yeah. But the difference would be in the types of enemies that show up. Where with classic Kamo zombies, you just kind of always get zombies and there's more and more, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this mode would have unique kinds of zombies that progressively get more and more insane, more and fast. I'd love that. It's almost like a chaos mode mm -hmm. of the classic zombies. Right. And you try to live as many hordes as possible, and you can play up to, we'll say, four players for now. I love that. I love all, all three of them. I love the idea of all three of them. But now, the one we came up with while we were setting up the episode today... I know someone we came up with together. This is called Frostbite. Because I came up with the name and you came up with the idea. Now, this is such a simple one. I love this one. It's my favorite. And I thought about how to implement ice with it, by the way. <laughs> that I think is pretty cool as well. So, the idea behind this is it is a deathmatch... Freeze tag style. Freeze tag style game. There is some people that carry around basically ice guns that can freeze enemies in place... Or maybe everyone can carry ice guns in a regular gun. You can freeze people in place and leave them to die or shoot them dead. The freezing isn't permanent. You get like a few seconds and then you have to keep going. I feel like if we, we were, they were going to do this though, you, you would have to make it where like you're freezing them so that the zombies can get them. Yeah. But on top of that, there's also zombies... That are just NPCs slash, you know, computer-controlled entities right. that walk around, and if they get you, they can actually bite you to freeze you in place semi-permanently. Right. Until you either die or get healed by a teammate. That is awesome. And just like in the classic deathmatch style, it's whoever gets the most kills on your side wins. Activision, if you ever listen to this, make the game! We will love you forever. And to be honest, <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love the crap out of Call of Duty Undead as well. I think the whole idea is just great. <laughs> and to be honest, I wish we'd get a lot more zombie shooters that were in the Call of Duty style. I think out of all zombie games... House of the Dead and Call of Duty Zombies are the best. <laughs> so, we're going to move on to some of our shorter topic games and just see what we have come up with. The following kind of games, mm -hmm. these are games that are already released. But we want on, like, different ports. Yeah. This year we've kind of been doing a lot of Nintendo Switch and I only just got a PS5 and honestly everything that's realistic to come to PS5 is pretty much there already. So we're going to talk about stuff we want on the Switch. Some of these are, a lot of these are the ones that I've always wanted to personally see on the console. But and there's me. a couple that Brits have wanted to see, see as well. 
Most of them are, actually. Other than the one, the second one. Because uh, I don't know what that one is. And Stack Lands, I don't know what that is. So, for each of these, we're going to give a brief description of the game. And whether we recommend it to you or not. And we'll talk about if it would be realistic on the Switch, even though we do want to see all of these. <laughs> the first one is Dungeons 3. I think it would be awesome. So, for all of you who have never heard of Dungeons as a series, it is a game where it is a reverse dungeon crawler. You are the one who is setting up the dungeon in which the heroes will enter, and you've got to try to kill the hero with the dungeon you create. That's why I call it a reverse dungeon crawler. There's three, I don't know, because I don't know that one. So, there's Dungeons, Dungeons 2, and Dungeons 3. Mm -hmm. It's a completely separate series. I don't think you've ever played it, because... I thought you were meaning, like, uh, Minecraft Dungeons. (laughs) No. That's really good, but it's already on the Switch. So, Dungeons 3, it's technically a strategy, uh... (laughs) tower defense type game but I'd that's probably like it if I basically what it, it is i never have but anyways so so the big issue i can see with this is kind of like putting the sims on anything but a pc right because it is a very interface heavy type game right but then again it's a lot like city skylines so that has a pretty good switch for you know i think mm-hmm. we can get it done nicely. Right. Maybe even have touchscreen support to help it along a little. Mm-hmm. Which, it always it always kind of evades me that Switch can even do touchscreen. Right. But, because you can avoid it so often. But technically, you can use it on the menu, for instance, even. Like, you can actually scroll through your menu. Yeah, they got touchscreen. Like, you could either use that or you could use the buttons if you want to. Which, I don't know why I've always used buttons, but I just have. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't like my fingies touching the screen and smudging it up. <laughs> but that's, maybe I'm weird. The second one is Luck Be a Landlord. So the idea is simple. It is a roguelike. But it's actually a slot game. So you build... A slot machine in order to pay your rent. And each of the things, like, let's say you get a cat near some milk. I don't think that milk's in the game, but... I just realized you're right, by the way. Because <laughs> a lot of these I don't know, other than a few. Yeah. But yeah. Where was I? So, let's say, even though I don't know if milk is a thing, like, cat gets near the milk, the two would give you a coin apiece. But if they get together, cat drinks the milk, and you get... Five coins instead of one. Oh, cool. And there's lots of interactions with that between the items you can get. That sounds so cool. And there's hundreds of different symbols, and then that's what you do. You get to symbols to the game, Mm -hmm. and you try to go as far as you can. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Is it one you recommend? It is not only a recommend, it's only on PC right now. That is the saddest thing. I love the developer. He's a sweetie. Uh, I've seen him talk all over media, <laughs> like social platforms and all that. And right. he's just he's so nice. 
I, I <laughs> love him. Hey, luck be a landlord developer. I doubt you'll ever hear this, but I love you, man. I love you a lot. That's all I can say <laughs> about that. Please bring it to Switch. It would be such a good fit. Such a good fit on the <laughs> Switch. Come to think of it, bring it to mobile too. My <laughs> God. It feels like the best mobile game ever and it's not even mobile. The Garden of Ban Ban now, series. This one I know and I love. So, if you haven't heard of Garden of Ban Ban, it was one of the viral childlike horror games a year or two ago. It's been a better part of a year, if not a year already. And they've been making more. I'm aware of four of them, but I think you should just take every Garden of Bandman game, put it in a collection, and slap it on the Switch for about 20 bucks. I know that would be awesome. I would love it. Its control scheme is simple, and it's got simple graphics. I think it could work really well. I still want to know what happens next. I had a video coming out about this, but it's currently on my big pc right so that was that right i mean i can't really be much more in depth about this one because don't want to give you too much just go and play it yeah you'll like it garden of band band and not to mention unlike the rest of them this one doesn't really have any difficulties about it it's mm-hmm. simple it's already got controller support right so putting it on the switch Maybe it would be difficult, but I think in terms of playability, it would it would already be there, you know? Right. It's not like Dungeons where it's so interface-based that it would be harder. Next, we have Stacklands. Now, this would be a very good touchscreen game. Stacklands was made by the Sock Pop Collective. They're, uh, they're literally just, they make super small games all the time. With extremely charming and unique themes. I'm not really sure what this one is. So I know you've seen me play this on stream at least once or twice. It's the one where you got the little simple villager characters on cards. Then you feed them and you build a society through the cards. If you would see footage of me playing or me playing it, you'd remember it though. Yeah, I don't go off of names. I'll yeah. go off of visuals. But somebody, anybody, just look up footage of Stacklands. It's so cute. I think they could really make this big on Switch. It's another of those games I feel like could really make it. <laughs> but I want it everywhere because I love Stacklands. So. <laughs> if you haven't, all the ones we've said so far, go and try them. Absolutely. Just all of these are solid recommendations. This next one, one I'm I actually about to start streaming one of these. I've played both of the next ones, and I love them both. They're two of my favorite. So, next, we know one of these are happening already. It's just we don't know when. Right. Genshin Impact. These last, there's two of these last three that we already know are happening. We just don't know when it's going to. Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail are the next entry. And we know Genshin Impact is getting a port, we just don't know when. Yeah. We know it's going to be sometime in 2024. A lot of people are against the idea of gotcha-style games, but to be honest with you, I love the effort they put in. I think it's really 
fun and clever. I love Genshin Impact, I do. And open worlds have always just got my heart. So And I say you should go try it. I cannot recommend this enough, and I'm about to start it myself. We could even find each other in, like, uh, Mondstadt. Yeah. And play together. Exactly. So, unfortunately, this one, just like with, like, Garden of Bandman, the control scheme's already there. Right. So there's not really much more to elaborate on here. So, the next one, which is Honkai Star Rail. Honkai Star Rail. Which is also a really good one that I recommend everybody to play. And I believe Genshin was made by the same people. I won't say too much about Honkai Star Rail, though, because if I say too much, then, like, even a little bit would be giving the story away. I just say go play it because it's really fun. It's super fun. Now, the fun part is that those two are confirmed to come someday. At least Genshin is. I don't know about Honkai. I don't know about Honkai, but I know that Genshin is. Yeah. All of this has been talking about Switch ports. Like I said, we did a lot of Switch this year. That was our main console of choice for both of us. I love the Switch. This last one is not so much a wish, but a bit of a weird story. So, I just watched Corey X Kenshin play Choo Choo Charles over on the YouTube uh, recommendations that I was watching. (laughs) Like, I just got recommended it a few times, and I'm like, well, I'll watch it. It looks like so much fun. I want to try it. It looks so good. Even though horror games scare me, I do like to play them because I love them. It is an open world horror game. I don't know. For horror games, I like to be a little scared. Yeah. This one is, if you guys have ever seen Thomas the Train, it is a horror version of Thomas the Train (laughs) with spider legs. Hey, I think he looks kind of cool. Choo Choo Charles is an awesome villain, and the game is awesome. I was going to say, I think he looks kind of cool. I haven't got to play it yet, because I don't got a nice enough PC right now. Right. But while I was making the wish list, it made it to the wish list, and I'm like, I better make sure that all these don't already have scheduled ports. (laughs) This is the only one that is a scheduled port. It is happening in 2024. It's already been worked on. Which will probably be one that we buy and actually play. And I hope they do some kind of physical release. Even through limited games, I will buy it. Because I love this game and (laughs) the way it looks. It looks like it's right up my alley. And to be honest with you, that's pretty much all we've got to say at the current moment. (laughs) Please, if you guys do anything this year... Check out all those games. Check out they are all good. any of these games that even sound vaguely interesting. They're all amazing. I'm sorry if I did sound a little bit like weird during this episode, but I am also kind of stuffed up today, and this was the last day we could think of that we could really, really record this episode right before Christmas because it's next weekend. Yeah, and I got to work up until Friday, so. This is about the only time we really could get it done. Yeah. So, for the last reminder, I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. Thank you for spending this time with us. And real quick, I want to get a little sappy here for a second. (laughs) You guys, this has been a lot 
more successful as a ride than I thought it would be. We have got a nice little community that listens to us. And we want to thank every last one of you. This is not the end of season one. We've only got a few more episodes until season two starts, though. Mm -hmm. So, season one will end with the Naruto Expert versus Newbie episode. It was an episode that we were supposed to have put out a while back, but before it could get edited, my PC stopped turning on. So, after my PC is repaired, we will be able to edit that episode and make it the last of Season 1. And I think, for me personally right now, I think that is the strongest episode of the whole series so far. Either way. Thank you guys so much for coming. Happy holidays to you and your families. And Merry Christmas. Please just value your loved ones. During this time of year. Anyways, I would also say tell them that you love them because tomorrow's not promised. Absolutely. Enjoy everybody in your life. And other than that, thank you so much for coming to the self Center Podcast. And we will catch you in the new year, if not sooner.